0: there was a way that i could get this mic and everything to come with me and i can hook it up and i could podcast from mars in my my last days
1: <laughs> i would they will
2: coming to you from earth
1: <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like a um
2: roger that my. Uh, just... <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. I'm one of the two co-hosts, Matt, sorry, three co-hosts, the other co-host,
0: David. Welcome, everybody, to Eclipse on Tap, and Pub39A is happy to uh, host, once again, Eclipse on Tap. Sure is.
1: And introducing, very pleased to introduce, the official third co-host of the Eclipse on Tap podcast, nathan what an honor boys nathan you're officially on camera so, camera so it's no longer kids. two co-hosts folks it's three so nathan uh if you listen to episode 26 uh was a guest on the podcast along with race race chaser dad who has been on the podcast what two three times
0: um yep yeah, about four times actually if you can include nascar yeah I, yeah, so, that's yeah that's true
1: that's true um and uh, we have, so we have some equipment changes here uh, as a result. We've got a brand new mixer. It's beautiful. So four, four input mixer now. It's the same brand that we were using, but just a uh, four input version. It do, uh, works out really well. Pre Sonus, shout out to them. Makes yep. it really easy to coordinate the analog mixer with the digital workspace. Yep. And uh, we're really pleased with what they have uh, brought to the this, table. This thing's high quality. It's a very we, uh, high quality. We spent some time yesterday
0: setting it up just to make sure everything worked good yep. um, and that we wouldn't run into any jams here. But it was, I mean, a little bit, we had to kind of work with a little bit of the software uh, just to get everything yeah, safe think, and sound I for today, but it worked out pretty good.
1: It's like, it, like we were saying earlier, inherently when you, it's like anything, like even upgrading, I don't know, maybe not upgrading bikes, but upgrading anything technology related, it kind of just gets generally more complicated. So there was some stuff we had to work in, some kinks out, but uh, I think we're all rolling good. Yeah. and uh, Slept the Eclipse on Tap uh, sticker on it. We're good to go. Yeah, we are good to go. So we have uh, three mics now. Of course, Nathan has his own mic. Uh, the Shout out to Audio Technica, the best uh, XLR mic for our podcast. Works out great. Um, we've been using it now since, um, when did we upgrade? January? Um,
0: yeah, I think it was like middle, uh, yeah, it was probably January. I think it was. Yeah. It's so been so long ago, but
1: yeah. January of 2019. Yeah. Last, coming, last winter it was already coming up on 2020. So, and then we have the, uh, the Behringer, he, uh, headphone, uh, amp now. Yeah. We can all control our own volumes.
0: Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. <laughs> this we this is just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it seems as if we're legit. Yeah. yeah. You are legit. I mean, this brick wall, people would pay for the studio. Yeah. <laughs> This I, I am paying for the studio. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You are, as well, a part of. Uh, yeah. I'm taking one for the team. You're, you are. Yeah. This is a great. But uh, hosting site. I would not
0: want it in any other places. It ends up working good. I mean, we we started out. If you think back, we yep. started out in the uh, E Rook Pub, sure. which is the Race Chasers Pub. The basement of Race yep. Chasers. We, we started out home. down there with a little mic sitting on the table. Look at us now. It's, Things
1: yeah. are things are good for the Eclipse on Tap yeah. podcast, so we're we're very happy to present episode twenty seven here in the month of November. Twenty seven, yeah, twenty seven. We're almost. It is wild. Like to think, uh, it just feels like yesterday that we were there in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, watching the eclipse, drinking and a Coors Light drinking, at nine a.m., drinking a Coors Light from uh, Dick's Driving Bar, um, and then in September of twenty seventeen, started this whole thing. So twenty seven episodes later, here we are. Uh, very pleased to, to bring Nathan on as a official co-host. So it'll be the three of us from now on. Um, and then we'll, we'll of course feature a fourth guest from time to time. And we've got the setup to do that with now too. Yeah, we, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I actually found out something very interesting about our upgraded mixer. Of course, we can have a local fourth mic. Let's say your dad, race chaser comes on, sits next to Nathan or you, we plug the, we get another mic, we plug it in. No problem. But well, you can actually kind of digitally plug a fourth mic in. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if we Skype interview, like what we did with Ecliptic Brewing with John Harris, the head brewer of Ecliptic Brewing, um, I think at that point that was probably coming up on maybe that was a February episode, Jan- uh, March, January. February. That, that so, was... somewhere in early of this last
0: of this current year. Yeah, because we were concerned about the uh, exchange of beer and uh, having that freeze. Um, in transit. Yes, so it they, was yeah. definitely winter. So it was
1: definitely in the, the dead of winter. I think it was yeah. February yeah. So what, what we did at that time uh, and one of the things about podcasting I feel is that you find it, Unless you're already an audio file, I guess um, you, you start to learn some things. So when we interviewed John Harris from Ecliptic Brewing, which is a great. It was a great experience We've, we've built a, a great relationship with them and we we're gonna feature their beer the cosmic collaboration. They, they so graciously, very uh, kind,
0: sent us this. Yeah, out of the blue. Very grateful for this. Um, yeah, another beer, another uh, collaboration beer. The first one they sent us was the Bell's beer.
1: The Bell's beer. Yeah. But it, now, yep. yep. Now they sent us this. Uh, I think this is the fifth one. The fifth of five. Fifth yeah. Fifth of five. Yeah. So. It was an Ecliptic's five-year anniversary, and they decided that in their five-year anniversary, they were going to do a collaboration with other prominent brewers mm-hmm. in the industry and uh come out with different beers so we're going to feature that uh here in just a second but but in that podcast um we essentially just ran it as a skype interview Mm -hmm. with john harris and it worked out fine Just on an ipad but but now what we know with this mixer is we can essentially have john harris's skype or future interviewee skype plugged in digitally to this uh to this fourth port um we have a fourth
2: dimension. <clears throat> yeah,
1: essentially, we've yeah. we've entered the fourth dimension. Up until episode twenty-six, we were two dimensional. Now we're three dimensional. We have the ability to go four D. <laughs> four deep. Four <laughs> D. Four
0: deep. It's a so good. It's a good feeling.
1: It is. Yes. It's a great feeling. We. Th- this is a new. Um, this is a new, I guess, frontier for the podcast. Having three co-hosts. Um, Nathan, of course, is the brother of David, and these two are my brothers-in-laws. Yes. <laughs> um, and the the Brothers three...
0: from another mother. Don't exactly. F it up, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is uh, because, you know, um, it's obviously we had Nathan on the last podcast. He shares the same passion for this space in general space enthusiasm and and looking up and the enthusiasm for it he's going to go to the 2024 eclipse he's bringing everything he's going to rent a motor home and bring everybody down bring all the dogs bring the Um, kids bring the dogs and so uh i think this is just it was just a good fit to have a a, a three person a a third person uh and it adds to the adds to the uh it's kind of like a daisy chain for the whole podcast we're
1: daisy daisy chaining we're daisy chaining hosts yeah yeah we're so, Daisy, yeah, exactly. Daisy chain hashtag Daisy chain. That's the official. Has, we should do hashtag Get up, get out, look up hashtag Daisy chain hashtag Yes. <laughs> so, uh, hashtag get so Nathan, you some. welcome officially. No longer a guest, now an official. I think we should cheers right now. Yeah. Oh, where is mine? Okay, I can't there see. Okay, there we go. Look at that. There you go. Cheers. Cheers, cheers boys. My, cheers, my friends. <laughs> Clink. Um It's a it's a new page. Mm. Mm. The house tastes so um, good.
0: 27 episodes in. Mark this on your calendars, folks, for history because this is the day we became 4D and have a three co hosts. Yep.
1: We are now the triumvirate, like back in the medieval days. It's like the trinity. Yeah, the, everything <laughs> Holy Trinity. Everything good comes in threes right that's that's back true. in the medieval days yeah. they the the way that they led armies was a triumvirate they had three yeah. three generals here we go yeah. all right three generals Come on three generals yeah. <laughs> yep. three generals yes, right? Yeah, that's right so um so we're here episode 27 having a good time uh i think first off we need to definitely give a We've already given a shout-out, but give a, an official shout-out to Ecliptic Brewing Thank for you this so much, for folks. this very special beer. We'll give a good close-up of this later. But uh, this is their fifth of five uh, cosmic collaboration in honor of their fifth anniversary. This is probably um, among maybe their best collaboration. Maybe, I think so. so. So we had a Bell's collaboration last month where it was a, a juicy IPA that was delicious. That thing went down. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, quicker than went down like maybe water. we'd like to admit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was um, so good. So Russian River, for for those that don't know, if you're a craft beer fan, you've heard of Russian River. They produce Pliny the Elder IPA, and Pliny the Elder, and Two Hearted are constantly duking it out for the best beer in the world. Mm-hmm. This year, Two Hearted won that uh, accolade, but in the past, it's been Russian River, Pliny the Elder. So this is a collaboration between Ecliptic Brewing and Russian River. It's a Belgian style Hoppy Golden Ale. And I cannot I, wait. You I can't, can't wait. I can't you, wait. You had me at Hoppy. Yeah, the fact that they included the word Hoppy. Where's the opener? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get this. Nathan, get it. Get as, after as, it. as the new co-host, may I? Can you uh, shout out Rapala? Real oh, quick? Rapala. Uh, Thank yes. you for the bottle opener, Rapala. We uh,
0: we use your lures. It was um, it was a lure. We threw a bottle opener. Is out. that
1: not the coolest? A bottle opener.
2: Oh, it's yes. official. That's how you do it. It's official. All right, boys. Yep. I'll pour since David sucks at it.
1: Yep. Pour
0: a little sampler. No foam. No shame over here. That's a, good, that's a
2: good
1: pour right there. So, this beer um, was sent to us by Ecliptic Bring, and we're very, uh, such kind folks over there. Oh, um, I mean,
0: the best. I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as like. Out of the blue, sending this to us. Um, yeah, had like, a little note in there. Um, great people over there at Ecliptic. If you are in Oregon, or if you're traveling there, or if you're not planning on it right now, you should make the trip.
1: Absolutely. So. Port- Portland, Oregon, in in kind of the same way that Grand Rapids is is a very is very much a craft beer hub. Yeah, a lot of breweries there. Let's take yeah. a sip. Uh, we All right, cheers toast to, this. to this again. Yeah, cheers to Ecliptic on this. Cheers one. to Ecliptic on this Let's one. Thank you, sip. folks. All right, here it goes oh man that is good. fine oh that is good very I can, good I can taste the Belgian in so
0: it. what do we have here for the Belgian and yeah, let me just the, the sure. label
1: that they have for these is so good is so good it's literally two astronauts amongst spacewalking are cheersing a beer in space 8.5% so it'll get you done it'll get you done It will. You, uh, uh, it's there have, for you if
0: you need it if you have your own bottle uh, on your own there um You'll definitely feel it, or you won't feel much after you've had one whole bottle. Sure.
1: Yeah, we're a splitting good it three ways. That's, that's what, what you ways. need. Splitting but. it three ways is probably a logical choice. Yeah. So, uh, big cheers to them. I am very, very excited that next summer in June, one of my best friends, Adam, is getting married. He is a, uh, a Portland resident. Don't do it. And he and, <laughs> he and his uh, fiance, um, who is a Portland native, are getting married. I've never been to Oregon. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest in general. Um, it's something I'm very much looking forward to. But um, also paying a visit to these kind folks at Ecliptic Brewing is uh, is going to be quite a treat um, to meet. Hopefully, meet John Harris in person, uh, the gentleman that we that we featured in. I don't know what episode it was. I'm sorry. I think it was January, maybe February. I think it was like January, February, yeah, so, somewhere in there. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't recall either. Either way, but he was he was just the best to to have on As someone who's very enthusiastic about space, big telescope guy. Um, he actually was talking about how he has um, uh, they they actually give out like pins, like enamel pins, if you in your telescoping hobby find a new globular cluster you find a new galaxy you find whatever they'll get they'll like acknowledge you and they'll give you something as a result it's a Um, hell of a
2: lot better than buying a star for somebody
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) we bought you a one acre plot on the moon uh which who knows maybe while we're on the moon if you ever if you were given that as a gift you own that you own that land well i mean a hill yeah i'd take i'd take about a
0: one square foot of the moon if you yeah. could sell me that at this point costs quite a bit though
1: yeah so ecliptic. put a davo flag on there yeah Ecliptic eclipse on tap yeah bre, bre, uh flag on there ecliptic brewing flag on the moon the uh the possibilities are endless really with the moon we but gotta get elon on this make this happen we do we really do so that's the thing we could do that the one thing we've always talked about how in this in the journey of this podcast starting from episode one just with pure inspiration from from the eclipse uh, we've had really a lot of opportunity to meet some new people we've talked to brady keniston who is now a very prominent rocket photographer oh yeah Um, we've talked to john harris the brewer of ecliptic we've talked to uh eli burton Yep, my Tesla Adventure yep. who created a comic book that inspires kids to get into space. It's uh, one of those things that I think when I step away from this podcast, we do it on a monthly basis, but when I step away, that's what I find re- rewarding. Yeah. Is the connections that we've made. You guys and, have and, done good work. And with you as a co-host, it's only going to get better. It's yeah. we're we're turning a new page, it's a new leaf. Um and it's going to, it's You're just going to get the snake to
0: our mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> the purple or the, cobra. Or the mongoose to our snake.
1: Who knows? Yeah,
0: I don't know. But I i would agree because um, when we started this, it, it, it's, you know, we had no idea that that was going to happen or any of this would would have happened, you know. So it's good. Just the people that we've met that we, you know, from across the country that we, we didn't know originally and all the yeah. people that we've met and, um, you know the people you know the, the the folks who follow us and all that kind of stuff it's 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 a really good thing and it, it, it's all for them it's all for you guys like we want to get people into space we i mean not to sound like a broken record we say this every single episode you but sound like a broken record i know but that's the goal is to get people out get people excited for the next eclipse get, get people, people that, excited for yeah, 2024 any event any event each month and there's stuff that goes on every month. Um, just you know, get people out, buy a telescope, do that kind of stuff. Take your kids out and get out, look up. Take put your phone down. That kind of stuff. Like that's yeah. what we preach. That's our goal. And it's good to see that there's people actually following along.
2: You know, absolutely. Daisy, j- daisy chaining. Daisy. daisy chaining on our podcast. Yeah. It doesn't take much either. Like tonight, we, we were driving. We, we all went out to dinner tonight, and um, on the way home, noticed the moon. As soon as we got home, my daughter, two and a half years old, wanted to get out in the driveway and look at the moon. Got to see the yeah. moon, Dad. Got to Start see it,
1: Started me young. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much. Like yeah.
2: she thinks, oh, she asked if she could touch it. Obviously, uh, I threw her as high as I as I could. But uh, yeah, it's a full <laughs> moon. Well, it's a full moon on
0: Tuesday, the twelfth. So hope for clear skies. Yeah, hope for clear skies.
1: But hashtag clear yeah. skies. Hashtag get out, look up. That's right. That's that, That's the mantra of this podcast: is to just get out, like you said, get outside, set the phone down for a second, get away from the daily life of uh, that strenuous work life that you may be living, and just enjoy the universe. I mean, that's, because that's that's, that's that's reality. That's the reality of the situation. Is when we talked about this your job? Last...
0: Your job isn't reality. No,
1: not at all. <laughs> and the the situation that we live in is we are on a You might pay the bills. But. Yeah. <laughs> bills may be real. <laughs> that bill that uh, you may be delaying. I mean, it, it's reality, but the, the ultimate reality, the universe is real. Mm-hmm. You can look up and realize that we are a tiny speck on a tiny, tiny, tiny little planet with a tiny sun in a tiny solar system in a infinitely expanding universe. And, um, sometimes that can be a clarifying moment for maybe someone that's stressed or anxious, um, I mean, I don't think the goal of the podcast is to necessarily be therapeutic by any means, but but there is something to be said yeah. about looking up into this telescope and, and seeing Saturn. If I can and, provide therapy, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to do that, but... What's
0: your I rate? Mean, yeah. <laughs> what's your sign?
1: Phenomenal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fee. But yeah, it, this is a podcast, episode 27. We've had a few um, episodes like this where it's really just a, a moment for us to kind of celebrate the podcast and celebrate like just getting out and looking up. It's just it's a change
2: of seasons. Yeah, it absolutely you know? is. Yeah. Like whether
1: it's getting out and looking up and
2: you know, we've got the crisp fall sky out there right now or uh, a change of seasons with
1: the podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Turning a new leaf. Speaking mm-hmm. of <laughs> now that we have all three of us on, yeah, all three of us happen to be involved in a specific event. Yeah. What have we think, been up to? Like, exactly. Yeah. 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 Someone want to introduce that?
2: Davo
0: well i guess i will <laughs> um yeah we've been doing this you know recently just each episode just hey what have we been up to well we all went uh this past weekend we up, went all up we, to we took a pilgrimage northern to northern we Michigan. Well, we, we did. stayed we, fluid we took a pilgrimage and it was a true pilgrimage up to northern michigan for a basically like each year we do this race up there um, it's a point-to-point mountain bike race Called Iceman. The biggest. Man cometh. The so biggest point to point. So it's the biggest point to point in the U.S. And uh, it attracts, all, I mean, what is it? It's close to 6,000. 6,000 people. So a lot of people. And this, this thing, so basically there's different categories you do all throughout the day. There's, you know, races starting basically from what time? At like 9? 9, 9 a.m. So uh, different waves that go off on this. And you basically start in Kalkaska and you end in Timber Ridge. Up in Traverse City. Um, So we we go up there every year, and it's always the first... Round
2: about 30 miles.
0: Yeah, around 30 miles or so-ish. And you're hitting um, some single-track trail, which is, you know, for people who don't really know about or aren't familiar with mountain biking, that's basically a trail where it's literally one lane through the woods type single-track stuff, and then you hop on a little bit wider, still off-road trail that's called two-track, and then you eventually end up on a Vasa ski trail which is a cross-country ski trail up in Traverse City um, so we've we've done this I've done this the first time I did it was 2010 I haven't done it every year since but I've I've done it probably about five times since then Nathan you've done it quite a bit more um, I think I've done it since
1: 2007 I was gonna ask what was the first time you did it I think
2: I think it was like oh seven it's it a had, good year seven yeah. <laughs> seven was a good year <laughs> 07. but hashtag
0: 2007 (laughs) hashtag 07 but so we 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 do this um the last couple years we've done i i couldn't do it last year because i uh was mountain biking and i smashed a tree and broke my pinky i'm pretty sure is your name hoss no and but it didn't it it didn't prevent me it did not prevent me from uh, bowling league i still managed you powered um, through i powered through bowling league but anyhow so we go up there uh, this year, it's hit or miss because it's you're talking Northern Michigan in first week of November, so you can get 60 degrees all the way down to 30 degrees and snow to mid 40s and rain. This year, it was kind of a mix of the two. Yeah. So the whole week prior to the race, it was just raining rain. all week, constant, and they cut some new trail prior to. For this race, this edition had a new start. Boo! Some new, some new single track trail. Yeah, yeah. Not so sure about the yeah.
1: The start was fine, but the new single track. The start
0: was good. okay. The start was okay. The start
2: was good, except for the yeah entry. I mean, it took us forty five minutes to get into the place. We we almost yeah. put Matt out like as we were driving in. We almost like inflated his tires and sent him off on his way. Yeah, pulled like, the bike off the car and we're like, all right, like get a, over to the start because
1: you're essentially trying to get. I mean, you figure. I mean a lot of people are trying to get to that first start point and you've got a situation where you have one lane of traffic getting into one specific parking lot the previous the previous scenario with this race the Iceman race was that you had probably I, i'd say upwards of three maybe four parking lots
0: yeah and not only that you would pull in from the road and like there is the parking lot whereas yeah. this was different this was like a country road, and you're pulling into a driveway to then get to the parking lot. So it was just a constant line of cars. It to was get a in little there. clunky. Yeah. Yeah. So the,
1: the actual the the start itself, as as far as I liked racing, it. I, I did like it. Yeah, I think it was, it was good. good. The, the 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 newly cut single track is what I was booing. If it would have been, I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
0: Well, that should have been cut. I think you know maybe. Don't it, ask it, me. It I'm looked a, like
2: they took like just all right. We're gonna log this area of forest and then. When they're done logging it, we'll just throw a trail somewhere hereabouts. It, and, it was and, very happenstance. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't do it, I think, because the thing is, it didn't get ridden
0: enough in the dry, right, yeah. beforehand. It wasn't hard. It was literally cut. They cut the trail, and then it was just rain. And I'm sure there was some people that rode it, but you know, not enough to make an impact on like actually. Well, I'm really breaking it in. I, I did,
2: <laughs> I did hear that there were folks that were trying to pre ride the course, the week before, um, and I don't know if we've mentioned it, but it, it does start at an airway. Uh, although Kalkaska is not a big town, it is an airport, and there were people that were trying to ride the runway while it was pre- active <laughs> well <While> planes <laughs> while, while was that active in preparation for the race so oh, man. people take this stuff seriously they surely I mean, do it, yeah. so on behalf of the uh,
0: the bike race we apologize to anyone who was delayed in their landing uh the week prior due
2: to some d-bag on a bike riding <laughs> down the middle of the runway yeah which
0: is probably it's, it's super easy to do i mean you could literally just ride through the woods and just hop on the
1: run, which is kind of crazy, but I mean, it is—it's a small airport. It is but, a small yeah. town, yeah. You're yeah. talking northern Michigan, very remote, but it, it like it's a big enough community where they have a small airport. But I think um, overall, I guess as far as encapsulate the full race, it was there, terrible. <laughs> there's a situation where this race is 30 miles. I'd say the first 12 miles was well, maybe the first two miles was okay. And then from like ten to twelve was just, mud. yeah, it was just it, the the muddiest you can it was possibly needy mud.
2: There was there was no like, there, yeah, there was no like flow to it. There was no passing people. It was just it was just survive. survive. Get through, and, and the I mud. think
1: like like even if all right, you get your good hiking boots on and you try to muck through this single track, you'd have a your boots would be coming off. Yeah, this it would be difficult to walk through and you're trying to ride your mountain bike through it and you're literally spinning you're spinning out in the mud and you yeah. lose
0: half your uh, half your gears in the back it's just because there's it, just it, mud
1: caking up on your chain which then goes onto your cassette well and yeah then and, and, just, it, it, and actually a, speaking of Kalkaska Kalkaska is known for their soil so the soil in Kalkaska has about two inches of just the blackest mud and that uh, is dropping knowledge here well I I mean <laughs> My family's cabin has been in, oh, in yeah, Kalkaska yeah, yeah. for year for forty years. Yeah. I, I I'm a Kalkaska sub native. Right? That's right. So that's right. so two inches of mud followed by just sand. Literally underneath that initial bit of mud is just sand. I
0: would have rather ridden through just wet sand.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Wet sand is great. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it. That would have been like down.
2: regular dirt. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. It, wet wet sand is ideal. It was literally yeah like. At least six to seven inches of just, like, half Ruts, liquid mud. Stumps. The issue, yeah. though, car- and the was, issue,
1: what you have in this scenario is when it's so wet that that initial top layer of mud becomes so loose and becomes slippery, then that uh, the bottom layer layer of sand just grinds your gears. Yeah. Literally, like, to the point where, I know you said you lost your front wheel. Yeah. I lost the literally through that portion I did not have a, a back brake. It yeah. just locked up. My I, piston's locked up. It I not know, back brake,
2: and then when we cleaned your bike, there was nothing locked. left of your rear derailleur. Oh,
1: man. Re- <laughs> Looks like fangs. If you're, yeah. a, if you're a mountain bike fan, or any, any cycling fan, and you know about, uh, about bikes in general, the jockey wheels that feed your chain through the derailleur, mine look like a couple of ninja stars. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it, That sand can do some damage. To the drivetrain, so So,
0: like just to encapsulate the whole experience of Ice Man, you have to be willing to drop some cashola on a new drivetrain because it's pretty much usually usually you go up there like at least every like every time that I hear about like oh it was sixty degrees and you could have gone on the beach and it was fine are the years that i have not gone <laughs> and every single year that i have gone it's been freaking cold and maybe you're the problem. I could be. I That's, am a cold hearted soul. Is there a uh, common denominator so, here? I, 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 I maybe i just <laughs> bitter son of a bitch. Maybe i just realized it just just now. Thanks guys. But, but no,
1: yeah, the 2019 <clears throat> edition of Iceman was definitely tough. I mean, yeah. I, I you could ask anyone that raced. The first half was extremely muddy. This mud that we've been describing. The second half was actually pretty good, i would say. Yeah. You, yeah. Through, yeah, you get through. You get through. There's well, a well. There, we
2: pre- rode on on the Friday. Half, was yeah. awesome. Yeah,
1: the, yeah. On the second half was actually like there's there's a road crossing called Williamsburg Road for all you Kalkaska natives that um, may know the area. Um, Williamsburg Road is kind of essentially the halfway point of the race. I think you're, you're actually a little more than halfway when you get yeah, to that point. Like, yeah, you're like twelve miles out, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're sixty percent. Yeah. So that last forty percent was ideal. It's weird, uh, no mud, just perfectly packed
0: sand. And can I make a request, possibly for Iceman in the future?
2: not we could tag him in this. Yeah. We'll don't
0: see. don't put like the kilometer points. Like we're this is you know like you it's, know like just put like how many miles to the finish because they put bro, how many k to the finish. Bro, it's zero, bro. It's a euro. Like, I saw a sign for 28, and I'm like, that can't be miles. <laughs> <laughs> if that, it's miles, I'm quitting like, now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that can't be possible. That's just not even. I, yeah. I,
1: I do agree. I don't yeah. know exactly why they put Ks on there. Because yeah. you're
0: you, I, for all the euros
1: I, that come. I mean, Alexi well, they,
0: won. He's, he's but, like
2: former Pro Tour or, like, or but World they, Tour or whatever.
0: But he he knows how to. He, he's, he was born in Pickney, Michigan. He knows how to count miles. He's used to. No, the, bra. Like, no, bra. He's used to the Belgian system, bro. Belgio. And I, I, get it. Like they bring in some Euro guys, but th- there was no. Were, were there any Euro guys in the men's no. race or no. anything? So, no, no, no. And then the female race, they did, but unless you count time, Canadian
1: like, as Euro,
2: but Jeff Jeff you know, I don't know. I feel like it's just Katarina a little, Nash dominated. She, well, I wouldn't yeah. say dominated,
1: she was with her teammate. I think that uh, I rode with them for a she, little bit. She's they she, passed me. She, <laughs> she's uh, a. <laughs> but you passed them back. I did. You didn't get girled.
0: Well... No, you didn't. Did you, you get passed by them? They passed me in the muddy single track, but you and you I passed, them, passed them on the Vasa. That's Yeah, fine. but
2: did you pass them before you finished? Yeah. Yes. All
0: right. Oh, all right. yeah. All right. That's all that matters, yeah. isn't it? No, I, I passed them, bef- like, right basically we had crossed Williamsburg and I was like right behind them mm-hmm. and then I sat behind it for a while because I'm like I, I don't want to screw them up because I don't know I, I couldn't remember if there was another single track section and I'm like they're gonna definitely catch me there and I don't really want to like crash in front of them and cause a scene so I sat behind him for a long time and um, BJ was behind me and um, you know Dan Korianik was behind me and so I'm like cruising along I'm like well all, and I and I was kind of going kind of easy because mm. I was just sitting behind them and I'm like we were on the Vasa at that point and then those two guys just went around me and passed them. I'm like okay I guess I'll, I'll just pass them yeah so I passed them like pretty far out from the finish but yeah they they caught us like in the really crappy like really shit mud in the, like, down in the yeah. slip mud yeah that's yeah. when yeah. they <clears> that's their that's they, their M O and like uh, they passed me I mean I was literally standing still because I had unclipped. But because I can't handle a bike in the mud, but they were like flying through that crap. Like they, they're they, they
2: have to be only like 100 pounds a well, piece. They, apiece. they, they had like a, no. a, a seven minute lead on the neck uh, yeah. on third place. Oh, yeah,
1: day. absolutely. And then if you look at, I think is Katarina Nash is she Czech? Czech, yeah. Czech. Okay, so so we did have a euro in the race, yeah. So she was very much appreciating the kilometer signs, but uh, Nathan and I saw her at Trek World Cup in September. Absolutely destroy the mud, oh, in a great way. I mean, she yeah. handled that and, and on a cross a cycle cross bike. Um, so I think it was only um, only natural for her to to find that mud as almost an advantageous yeah scenario for I her.
2: Mean, clearly, she's in good shape, and then given the mud, she yeah. was just like, oh, this is it this was is mine for the taking. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, but at the 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 positive is that you passed her back.
0: Yeah, it, well, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a positive. Yeah, it's yeah, a positive. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> I had up, David. I wouldn't say that I enjoyed my day. You'll be back um, though, but I'll be back. I think there's there's still there's still some left in me uh, to continue my pursuit of uh, a top twenty at Iceman or a top twenty five. Uh, I don't know when that'll be. Maybe I'll just. I mean, if you count the fat bike. That I was
1: on, a couple you know, of years whatever. ago. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. The you thing, could, you could count that as a top twenty-five because I, I, I yeah. But. And you could argue that the best part about Iceman is the the post-race activities. Totally. So yeah. so Iceman is sponsored by Bell's Brewing, uh, which is just forty-five minutes south of us. Uh, we're very familiar with their beer. They they sponsor the whole event. So you finish your race and you go and you have a nice beverage and you or it, seven or seven. It, it's a it's a wonderful after party event and um that's part of the allure to yeah. Iceman. i think that, that's is- why
0: that's why most people like i had a co-worker that went up there just for that portion of it you know she didn't even race she just kind of went up there because she has a friend who had a cabin up there and they were just going to go hang out because it was just a it's essentially a big party at the finish sure um, and that's kind of the, the the really cool part of that race is that you're in no man's land literally for like you know an hour and a half and then all of a sudden you hear people cheering and you hear big crowds at the finish in this little park and the announcer and you can hear you can yeah. hear all that so well because it's in the woods and you get to that point and it's it's, it's actually really motivating because you get to there you get to that point and it's uh it, it's really a cool atmosphere once you finally get there yeah uh, and especially if it's good weather but this year, I wasn't as excited to get to that point because I'm just like I was so done with it. Uh, you know, you, you get to you finally get to that point, and you're just like, "Son of a gun!" Like, you just wish you could. Son of a gun.
2: <laughs> Son of a gun.
1: <laughs> I, I said I mean, something it, else it, in my it, head. That but. was uh, that, that was Iceman 2019 though. Yeah. That yeah. was that was. Well, that. let's
2: talk about the amateur races though, yeah. because we had a, a, a portion of our crew. Yep. Everybody partook. Uh, we had, Matt was in, yep. I was in wave four. four, wave four. We had, uh, Ben in wave three
1: and, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah was, was wave in two. wave two. Yeah. Yep.
2: So all, all three out early in the morning. Yep. Arguably different conditions because there, there may have some, been some frost on the course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it wasn't all rutted out what David and I dealed with, um, Tell us about your race.
1: Yeah, I mean the so wave. What I what I was just telling you guys before is like, look like in my age group, I w- I was happy where I finished. I didn't have I, clearly, I didn't have the best time because the conditions were poor, but I, I I I improved myself in my age group significantly. Yeah, I jumped up five six spots. So to me, because it's always the same people when you're in the same when you're in like. The general age age group of you know where I am at, it's like the same. You, it's always the same names, right? So you're like, okay, cool. I beat. I didn't get beat by this person, who I did get beat by last year, right? Um,
2: and arguably, diff you know more difficult conditions. Too. Yeah, yeah, well, not and, not even arguably, undisputedly, undisputably. undisputedly like, yeah.
1: difficult conditions. And so that that I was uh, happy about that, and um, but in my age group, you could see in the first three four spots there was a a time that was posted that was a, a really good time. And then 4 through 11, which is where I finished about 11 out of I think it was maybe a 100 or so in my age group. So 4 through 11 were about 25 to 30 minutes back from the time posted from the first three individuals. And this race in the first waves, it's it's a mass start fin- or a mass start where you're Selected into wave one wave two. I think each wave maybe is a hundred folks.
2: Yeah, so and then, there's a total of what like 40 waves Yeah, you know, 56 like yeah
1: 56 waves yeah. So there's a lot of it's it's sent out in waves and as you can imagine if you're in wave one You have nobody in front of you and you can you can cruise through that well, mighty, Everybody
2: everybody with you is of the same capability.
1: Yeah, you're you're with a, a very capable group. Yeah, and you don't have um, folks that maybe aren't capable in front of you. So if you're in wave one, you can, you're can you going to struggle through the mud, but you, at least you're moving. Right. You're moving through there.
0: You're quite literally riding the wave.
1: Yes, yeah. you, you are riding the wave. So, so in my case, the first four positions in my age group were clearly in wave one. And then there was this 25, 30-minute gap, which is unprecedented. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I should say that in, in other conditions where it's very muddy, you might find something similar, but but you you find that there's this m- huge gap. And what it really is is, like, in my example, I was wave four, so I have 400 people starting in front of me. Right. Some of which are probably not particularly capable of the mud. No, most and, of which are and, um, not. And yeah. so there were at least... Including I, me. There, was three, there were three different instances in my race in wave four where I'm in this single track that, that David was describing where I literally was lit, just literally standing not moving on my bike for three four minutes yeah just waiting for the traffic jam the log jam in front of me to clear um so it gets a little tricky for sure um and our compatriots in wave three may have had you know like a little less of that it's it's one of those it's exponential point being though Haas,
2: there was a there was a very high hotly contested uh yes between our crew yeah between our crew Haas was wave three. Jeremiah was wave two. I was wave four. You were wave four. But between Jeremiah and Haas, there was a bottle of XO on the line.
1: There sure was. Tequila.
2: Tequila. And Haas, although starting at a, a disadvantage, arguably a slower wave. Sure. One wave back from Jeremiah. One wave Jeremiah. back. Yeah. Yep. Beat him by 20 seconds. 20
0: seconds. Which is a good margin. Kudos. Um, uh, let's give it up for Haas. How about a toast for Haas? Empty glass, it, it, but whatever. And... uh Haas the boss and honestly given his uh uh demonstrations <laughs> at the underground that we've mentioned before <laughs> De- I'm, extreme, demonstra- I'm extremely I'm <laughs> extremely I'm extremely proud of that man uh for beating Jeremiah T. Arthur on the uh the whole 30 miles of the Iceman because that truly is what separates the men from the boys it's always fun it's always it's, a funnier, a, it's always, it's a, always a good year it's just, as much as just, you hate it yeah. it's always great yeah but i and i truly did hate it at the finish but <laughs> I, from but the bottom like, all of, right sign me up next one. from the bottom of my heart um i truly hated it at the finish line <laughs> and i wanted to just chuck my bike in the river and never see it again but that's ice man that that's it's the hell, never, it's truly Next year's the,
2: gonna be sixty five degrees and you're gonna be like, Oh man, I love this. Yeah, race. It's, it's exactly. the true so it's the true hell of the north. Exactly it is.
1: because in twenty nineteen we had terrible conditions, but just a few years ago it was literally sixty five degrees at the finish. I was wearing a T shirt and it was totally fine. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those races that you're in northern Michigan in November, anything can you happen. It. You, you, just, you have to be fluid. You have to be fluid. You take a pilgrimage up north and you be fluid. Yeah, be, just be fluid. Hashtag be fluid. So that is the Iceman 2019 synopsis. I think yeah. with that, I, I, I mean, based on our we're cheers, all we're all empty. Yep. So we're at a great place for a break. So uh, we'll be back in uh, just a second to give you half number two of episode 27. Ah, then. <laughs> Welcome back from the break, second half of episode 27, and a quick shout out. So one thing we didn't mention in the first half, and we got very deep into our Iceman conversation, but we didn't introduce where uh, I think we kind of got things started this evening, which was Broadleaf, our good friends at uh, Broadleaf Local Beer. Yep. Um, Love them. It's a a great spot, and uh, I bought a shirt. I love to love them. The shirt I'm sporting—it's a nice—it's a—it's a hop cone being split and spilling out its juice. I want that. It's uh, yep. I, I would say a very—it's—it's um, rep- a—it's a, it's a T-shirt that's representative of our experience of splitting up a hop cone. Well, it's juicy. juicy. It yeah, good, David's uh,
2: harvest was. I mean the harvest itself was good but what you did with it was just uh sad. We were naive because we
0: I, I didn't really honestly my whole deal going into planting hops for the year I had no plan in place whatsoever to once <laughs> that, I that's problematic. <laughs> yeah, once once I actually harvest the hops I was a little bit like we were, uh yeah, it was like, what do i do now yeah what, so what's, we what's, spent too many days i i was just thinking like okay well how do i dry this out like so
2: next time i do it i'm gonna plant well i came, i came over with my daughter yeah maybe a week after you harvested and there's just a bushel of hops sitting in your backyard that's yeah rotted
0: well because it's terrible hop aphids. well
2: because yeah. we
0: had uh a lot of aphids all over the hops and the basket itself that it was a little bit like uh I don't want that sitting in my house cuz there's a bunch of crap on it so um mm. that was the, that was that kind of situation but I uh I think going forward maybe I'll be more strategic I'll plan ahead a little bit more figure out what I need
2: to do to dry out the hops right away cuz I think that's the deal is that You know who might be able to help you out with that is uh Nate Versluce
0: Yeah, Nate
2: Versluce's orchards Apple orchard, yeah. Farm team racing, yeah. He might be able to help you out with that, like what you should treat it with, kind of how to harvest that Cause kind of it, thing. Because we
0: we brought it in, we had that episode where we harvested all of the hops. We sure did, and it was uh, it was a beautiful beautiful thing, and it smelled so good. Oh, it smelled so dank. It smelled like what so this dank.
1: shirt embodies. You split the hop open, and it's just.
0: And then, uh, juice. The, so I had the hops in the house that night in the bushel basket. And then I woke up the next day and there was just aphids all over the basket and crawling all over my bar and like everything. So I was like, Oh shit, I got to put that outside. So I put it outside and half of it was already rotting anyway. And I'm like, what do I I mean? Maybe this is just a a learning year, a year to kind of get the gist of what it takes to grow hops. Maybe next year, I think I'm going to, um, plan ahead a little bit more. I think that's a good idea, but I think I'll probably definitely uh, get a a different variety of hops next year and uh, try that out, too. Some galaxy hops? Maybe some galaxy, maybe some citra hops. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Lovell uh, was... uh, Yeah, he was pissed, too, and he's just telling us.
1: (laughs) He's a little antsy, so I'm going to take him up on the lap.
0: He was a little little pissed about the whole hop situation, too, and he loved the hops. He peed on them all the time.
2: It's, It's supposed to be good... I know with lemon trees, it's good. When I lived in New Zealand, um, anytime we'd come home from a drunk bike ride, you had to go piss on the lemon tree because supposedly the, the urine was good for the well, lemons.
0: When life hands you lemons, oh, piss I on don't. them.
2: You piss on them. Same goes for hops. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it makes them extra citrusy. I don't know. But anyhow, yeah, they but- were they were a little
0: infested, um, and I think. I also, I think the biggest thing is I didn't know how to, what I should do to dry them out. And by the time I figured out what I should do, it was too late. So next year, new plan, I'll, I'll, I'll bring in some new hops and, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll plan them. I think I'm going to plan them a little differently. Um, you know, I'm going to yeah, strategize. We'll I'm going to, uh, you know, use I'm not my, on it, David. use my not brain cunning. power. Um, not counting on it and we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll 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 see. Like we'll it's going anything happen. can happen at pub 39a uh in my experience. So, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But okay. So, don't <laughs> hold your breath.
1: On the topic of beer. Yeah. Introduce our our second half beer. We what have we, the uh the Perrin Brewing Company, local Grand Rapids Brewing Company. The Area 51 Restricted Area Storming the Gates IPA. Very alien themed Perfect beer for this yes. package. Yeah, extremely
0: tasty. And uh, you had mentioned that this was at a local market that we have here in Grand Rapids. And I jumped to the opportunity to get a couple of the four packs that they had there. But this is extremely tasty. And it's an awesome label uh, from a local brewery here in Michigan. Um, I like it. I like it it's a lot. Very, it's very tasty. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's kind of playing off of it's it's Daisy chaining off of the the whole uh, movement to storm the gates of the uh, Area Fifty One, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Obviously, the, the latest episode and the episode before that, and all that. But
2: um, this is kind well, of the what reason. What would we they find? What would we find if we stormed Area Fifty
1: One? That that's that's a great question.
2: Hopefully, aliens
0: with beer.
1: That's like the question. Uh, whenever you know joe rogan obviously the biggest podcast in the world when he ever talks to someone that is a presidential candidate like in this upcoming presidential race he's had a few people on he always ends the podcast with well you know if you become president let's make it happen yeah the first thing you do is you crack figure, that book open tell me up. yeah like let's crack the case and you tell me what's uh, that classified information i would love to know Wait, there's
0: no there's no do you think they even that's ever going to happen there's no way that a president who knows or has is even given that information, which I don't think is actually really happens. I honestly think even the president of the United States isn't given access to that in most cases. And I feel like, uh,
2: even if that was the case, they still wouldn't tell us.
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
2: I, I just wonder, you know, they, they talk about the, Presidential book of secrets and and what's all in that? Like, if you could, if you could just know all that, I mean, it would
0: change the world as we know it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah. there's no like every everyday outlook on life would change because you Who knows know if that that
2: book even exists. But like, if you could just know it all,
1: yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it would be uh, a, re- a revolutionary finding I think I, if you were a president that happened to be able to gain access to the information that's behind those gates. Um, based on what we know from, you know, Bobblezar, people like that. It would be, I would assume, it'd be pretty, uh, yeah. ridiculous. But I th-
0: I just think like everything's just too secretive. Like they just don't, they don't want to give it. That information to everybody like jackasses like us. They don't want to give it to us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. But well, I mean, I think they I, they <laughs> made us <'Cause> for <we're> jackasses.
1: <laughs> they probably figure we're it. jackasses with a podcast. Yeah. And we, uh, they figure, you know, if you bring it to the president, um, there's a good chance that it goes to the masses. Oh yeah, a- well, and with I this think president, it
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, on, I think um, it's gonna go on Twitter
1: before yeah, you can blink. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where maybe that maybe you're right, David. Where like they're just not e- not even the president can access those gates, uh, and and that's that's a crazy thing in I, and, I and think, of itself. I think I think it honestly right. it's
0: because they don't want somebody somebody who faces in a microphone that's part of the government. They don't want that person to know anything because it's so secretive that they just don't want. Like, I don't know. And and I understand that it's that secretive because it's literally like it's it it would change the world Mm -hmm. if that was a known, a a commonly known fact that there was, you know, we've been visited and we have physical artifacts or whatever. That's the reason, because anybody who faces a microphone, they there's no trust like you, even you, I mean, they, they just can't trust the president. I, honestly, what it comes down to. That's why. Anyhow, in any given event, it's frustrating. It, it is. It we, we, is it we definitely We, we is. voiced our frustration. Uh, at least I did. And everybody here did it in the last podcast. Yeah. It's a little frustrating.
1: Yeah. You, we, you, you know, the fact that you have, um, some evidence that's, uh, pretty convincing from Multiple sources, Navy sources, Pentagon, whatever it may be, that there is something out there. For sure, um, you, and then it all comes back to a can. Li- this can is clearly a satire on the whole event itself. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a parody. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a brilliant label
0: i i would say <coughs> it's a beautiful this, this, label. this is awesome it's well yeah. executed. like this is yeah. uh well well executed Yeah, but kudos, but
1: kudos to parent <laughs> i mean
0: i mean it's 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 super cool i'm proud that
1: a local beer did this
0: i literally like when i saw this like that's what what made me go buy two
2: two we're cases going to parent tomorrow beer. night
1: yeah i mean it, i mean we talk about this all the time if you're going to can your beer you better make it a good label you make it a good looking label so that when you're it's a it's a uh, automatic
0: shelf talker for you yeah. and I, once again this brings the topic of the space beers that are coming about every day that we walk this the face of the earth it is a a constant march towards a space themed beer and I, I tell you what like with all the saturated market with all these micro brews everybody is coming out with these space themed beers that's what's going to separate the best from the rest', I that's rest gonna my case. that's gonna separate what we drink versus what everyone else drinks. yeah that's right. <laughs> but I think it's it like I, I feel like it's becoming a popular thing it definitely is it, 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 it's a trend it, it's, it's definitely becoming popular and I'm all for it because that gives us more more beers to talk about out <laughs> here and, on more podcast. <laughs> and more beers to drink and more beers to drink so, yeah, it, it is and, wild.
1: I mean, it's cool. The whole—I mean—I think people are enthusiastic about space in gen- general. You have people that are um, tuned into space that maybe weren't before, whether it be from something as simple as a can like this, or whether it be something as maybe global as you know SpaceX launching the Falcon Heavy. Um, the means in which you can watch something like that are uh, much better than maybe they used to be. You can tune in on youtube nowadays and stream a a launch really at pretty much any given time uh, when spacex or nasa is launching so i think social media has a big part in it and i think you know david you you discovered something uh with the mercury transit
0: yeah i think uh
1: yeah i was gonna kind of
0: segue or Uh, daisy chain into this topic here. (laughs) The first uh, space space-themed topic that we've had for the evening. Um, The Mercury transit on the 11th. So that'll be Monday morning at 735 Eastern time. Um, This is going to be, I think honestly it's, it's pretty monumental because it doesn't happen very often. The next time this is going to happen is the year 2049. Um, and it's, it, it, in essence, somewhat of a, you know, you can kind of hold it up to the pedestal of a eclipse, I guess, to, at, at, to some degree, because it's something that doesn't have, happen very often, um, like a Venus transit or something like that. Um, but so at 7.30 on Monday morning, if you have the day off, or if not, if you don't have the day off, bring a little telescope to work with a solar filter, please. <laughs> Don't burn your eyes. <laughs> and and even uh, honestly, you're, you're going to have to either use a telescope with a solar filter, or you're going to have to use the whole shoebox method, where you punch a hole in the shoebox and you project or pinhole, it.
1: Pinhole, you pinhole, pinhole uh, piece of paper, and
0: pinhole yeah. <laughs> pinhole pricker. E- e- yeah.
1: pinhole
2: brick. You're going to
0: have to do one of those things because it is Mercury is going to be so small to the naked eye. Uh, that you're not going to see much, but on Monday morning, there is a transit of Mercury in front of the sun. Um, this is going to be like a tiny little speck. Um, it'll take a while to actually transit completely across the sun, um, but NASA actually on their Instagram put a really neat post of a the previous eclipse or previous transit of Mercury across the sun, uh, which is really, really cool. And they had some very, very cool shots of it, uh, from different telescopes and different angles, um, that actually showed the eclipse. Uh, and it actually shows, it, it brings it into real, I guess, uh, real time as far as how quickly this planet is actually orbiting the sun. Um, and I think that's something that people don't really realize is that we're, you know, as uh, us on earth, we're, 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 moving quick, like we're, we're swinging around the sun really really fast and people don't really realize that we're or we're actually we're rotating ourselves very quickly as well which people don't really realize which actually is the reason we're able to sit in a chair here because of all the gravity but the post that nasa put on instagram is really cool i i urge everybody to check that one out um so nasa solar system is what they is, is actually the handle of Insta on instagram that they posted this on uh, the next one, just to put it into perspective, is not till 2049. It's a long time. So we we should probably check this time. out. I, so. think,
1: I think the uh, really when you get back to the basis of it all, if you go back to like get out, look up kind of mantra, this is a scenario where it might not necessarily be an eclipse, but you have a scenario where a celestial body is transiting in front of the sun and you can see it. The fact that you can see, if you have a telescope with a solar filter, um, and you're able to get a really good glimpse of this, you see this little orb, this little black orb, crossing the sun. And that, in and of itself, is a mind-blowing sight. Because then you get this reality that there's a planet out there. That's just, I mean, it, it, It's just wild when you watch something like that. Um, you get a sense of uh, reality, I guess. Of our place in the universe, where it's just okay. Wow, wow! There's a planet literally across the uh, across the sun. It gives you a sense of um, uh, maybe of size, I guess. Yeah. Uh, The sun is same with
2: the
0: moon. Yeah, exactly. You see a total eclipse. It kind of brings it everything into perspective a little a little bit. Like with this, it brings it even more into perspective. And they've actually posted stuff where it actually shows what you know a transit of if. You know, if Venus, Neptune, or not Venus, but if Neptune, Uranus, if Uranus was in between (laughs) us and the sun, if uh, Jupiter was between us and the sun,
2: Saturn. If Uranus became, or were ever to be between us and the sun.
0: (laughs) Which it has been. But anyhow, they actually show. continue what it would actually look like if, you know, those planets, if the, if the outermost planets were between us and the sun, they actually show what it would look like size wise. If you were looking at it through a telescope with a solar filter, which is pretty cool. If, if like Jupiter or Saturn was transiting the sun between us and the sun, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be a huge, yeah. If you, if you actually could see that, that'd be actually pretty, pretty cool.
1: But yeah, I mean just the the way that the solar system works, where we have a, a series of planets orbiting our sun, you see something like Mercury transiting the sun, and then it kind of just puts it into perspective of, okay, this is our little solar system, but this is happening in many other instances. Yeah. In with much bigger suns. Oh. Yeah. Way bigger suns, like a Race Chaser Dad pointed out last month uh, last month's episode. So twenty six. Our sun is very small uh, in comparison to some other suns. Yeah. So you have a a situation where it it it, uh, it begs the question of, you know, are there other sun orbiting solar systems where in which that solar system potentially has habitable planet um, that harbors life, yeah. whether it's microbial life or. Uh, very simple life or who knows dinosaurs I, I would aliens I I, yeah, I, who knows? I always
0: uh, I, I imagine like um, if we were on you know if you were on Jupiter or if you were on you know if Jupiter wasn't just gas and you could actually it was actually a solid surface and you were standing on Jupiter you you would see a lot of total eclipses because of the amount of moons that Jupiter has. Sure. Um, and that much further away Jupiter is from our sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like, I just imagine that, like how crazy that would be if, you know, if we were on a planet like that where we had multiple moons, it'd be crazy. It'd be kind of crazy. One um, of the things I was thinking about prior to the break, mm-hmm. because of the, if you tuned in to our live feed and you're going to see this on some of our little blips for this episode. The photo that I have up here of a f- astronaut on the moon. Mm-hmm. What about a mountain bike race on the moon?
1: Oh, let's uh, be the first. Imagine all the gnar you could tread. Yeah, there's a the lot. The first
0: mountain bike race on the moon. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you get some, uh, you get some major all air those, off of all those, all those little bumps. Those, all those lightweight little... Z- like climber dudes
2: they got nothing on us
1: they'd get uh sent out into orbit yeah
0: <laughs> it's a sixth of the gravity so you would be yeah all you'd have to do is give them a little elbow and they'd be gone
3: yeah
1: yeah and the little log Adios. pile the little log pile that we built in the underground would be a massive jump <laughs> it the would moon. Be. you'd hit that little log pile and all of a sudden you're in and, and orbit if you're if your front what really would you inflate your tires with though oh i'd go like you couldn't you well you psi well, you maybe? couldn't
0: even could you even do that but, but we couldn't it, use stands no tubes on that no. seal it'd well, have to be like a really good seal
1: it'd have to be like an un like a seal that we don't i don't, I don't think it, I, there's no there's no perfect seal because even the then the, the stands no tubes tires if you're a mountain biker and you know about running tubeless tires you you still lose air out of yeah, those yeah, tires. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean like tubular. Y- you st- you still lose air out of that, right? Even tubular. When you, like out of the per- out of the out of the actual Maybe? skin of the sidewall. Yeah, it's
2: permeable. Well, I don't know.
0: I hereforth like, challenge Stan's No Tubes to come up. All right, Elon. With at, <laughs> at Stan's No Tubes with a solution to tire pressure on the moon for the first ever quote-unquote single track <laughs> point-to-point race on the moon which i i feel like just should happen it i mean should
1: happen. It, it all gets like except like, so for you, your, if you're talking a, like a um a tubeless tire you're losing all if you're going to lose air like, like if you have a tubeless tire and you fill it with sealant you lose air still from week one to week two, you're going to lose a couple PSI, right? Yeah. Are you losing that from the bead or are you losing that from the actual sidewall? So that's question one. But I feel like if you go back to the Apollo missions, when they had a lunar Rover, Apollo 17, for example, where they had something driving around out there, the tire was not made out of anything inflated. No, it was it like, was a, like wire a, it was a wire metal system. mesh. Yeah. It, there was no air in the tire. No. <clears> so, clearly they've, someone way smarter than us has already I think like what your dad was saying when when he was growing up, his grandparents and his parents or whatever you know, watching the Apollo launch can you imagine what, where we will be in 500 years? If you look at Mars versus the moon, I think if you're talking the moon we will have um, humans in our current state being back on the moon i think that will occur that, that will and that will be a, a triumphant day because it's been a long time since we've had humans in our exact state as we are back back in the 60s you know just a normal human being back on the moon but i don't know about mars i really don't i, I uh you know you've got a lot of different industries pointing towards mars we've um there, there's people that there's a full kind of subculture of mars exploration of people that just want to go to mars no return trip the mars one mars one where they're just like yeah i'll go yeah i'll just go and one-way mission yeah one-way mission but uh one of us should probably get on that that'd be i mean that would be insane i I can't imagine well would you (laughs) miss me (laughs) no
0: we'll send you all right well i mean I'd, i'd take one for the team for Eclipse on tap
1: you'd be in the history books Back on, to two only, hosts, D will <laughs> <only, to> Mars. <laughs>
0: only, and if I, I would be, uh, I would be proud to say that they're back to two hosts, and that D will me. I'm in, on Mars, and in transit. If, if there was a way that I could get this mic and everything <laughs> to come with me, and I can hook it up, and I could podcast from Mars in my my last days
2: <laughs> i would day wheel <laughs> coming to you from earth <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would be like a um
0: Roger that uh, man, just walk my
1: it would be like a 6 minute latency yeah. a delay what was that <laughs> D wheel and then 6 minutes <laughs> oh i said this yeah. no but it, it is an interesting topic because you I don't know. I said, I ain't
0: got no beer, Matt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it's such a weird topic because you have people, there's individuals that are out there right now that have already signed up for this project. It's a very third party, you know, kind of Kickstarter. And and what's that? Um, The funding website. Kickstarter GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. GoFundMe type campaign. Yeah. Where they're like, yeah, let's get a group to Mars, and, the, and we'll just go one way. The crazy Go thing,
2: fund Eclipse on tap. The, the, <laughs> crazy, the, the crazy
1: thing is is that there
0: are, like, the amount of people that I have actually, like, when, when you actually look into that, there are quite a few people who are willing to do that. Oh, there are which is a like, lot of it people. It actually surprises me. No, there's a lot of people. Yeah, it really does, and it, it's almost like a, I, I, I look at it as as a basically like a, like a reality TV show where it's like, yeah, uh,
2: but with a slightly more bitter ending if things don't go <laughs> well. It's
0: like, it's like Survivor essentially, yeah, you, like, it really people is. People are trying out for a Survivor to and get they, yeah. to Mars. Mars One might just get it right and just get to Mars.
1: It's one of those things that like uh, it, yeah,
0: it might be just like a normal person. Yeah, like like a, like
1: a crew. Yeah. It's like a huge spectrum what could happen because you have a um, a crewed launch that could go to the ISS, and you have you'd imagine that the crewed launch that goes to the ISS from a SpaceX missile or a SpaceX rocket. Sorry, um, that's going to be a skilled crew, right? you know, some someone that has the, the credentials to be on the ISS, and. Launching from SpaceX really is just a matter of like, okay, wow, they're launching humans from a privately owned company. That's a big deal. When you go to Mars, then you're talking like, I don't know. I feel like, like, are they going to send a skilled individual? Like, or are they going to send it like an Android? (laughs) Who knows?
2: Between three of us. You have an opportunity to go to Mars. No guarantees that you'll even return home. Matt, you have a wife. David, I'll do it. I'm fine. <laughs> David's got nothing to lose. I got, I got nothing. Me, I have a wife and two
1: kids. Yeah, I mean, you might as do well you just do send, it. Oh yeah, send me. I you don't know. You don't know if you're coming back. I send you to Mars tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, you're getting tomorrow good, morning. Like, you have no. You have no clock. Are you going?
2: Tomorrow morning, literally at nine I would 9 hope. A. I would just hope. Customer service is going to miss you. Well,
0: I would hope that I would at least get to the point where I was at from the distance to the from the earth to the moon that I could look back and see everything. That would be okay with me. If even if like something even happened. Even if
2: you got vaporized at that point. That's the only risk. <laughs> that's the that's the only risk that I would I am asking, would you do it? I probably would. I need a solid yes or no. Yes. All right, Matt. I would I, do it.
1: I, I have. I wouldn't do it.
0: I think I would. Be. I. I if it would. If it. If, if like. Especially if it was SpaceX. Like I would. Def- definitely look at. Okay. If it's. If it's Mars One and they have like they're using like a. Uh, Turkish rocket, and it's like. It's like essentially a missile, and we just don't know, and it's like. You know, janky and, who knows.
1: Let's just say it's Starship. SpaceX, starship. if it's
0: Starship, I would definitely take the chance, take the risk,
1: on a one-way mission.
0: On a, on a it, one-way mission. Well, oh, that changes everything. Well, you're that's a, not thought,
1: coming back. I thought so. I thought that that was the standard. All right, no, one-way well, well, mission.
0: Well, he said if you don't know if you're coming back or not.
1: Okay, yeah. Let's just say it's not known. All right. It's not necessarily a one-way mission, but it's you just it, don't know. You're, you're going out, um, on the Star, on the Starship. Are you doing it? I think I would do it. Elon
0: Musk called me on the phone tomorrow morning and said, "Hey, do you want?" <laughs> he wouldn't phrase hey, it like this. Hey, dickhead! Do <laughs> you <laughs> want to go on a rocket? <laughs> hey, asswipe! Do you want to go on a rocket to Mars? I'd be like, um, "How many people are going?" First off, secondly, is anyone? Will you have female? Coors Will you have light? <laughs> Third, are there any females? <laughs> He'd he'd be like, oh yeah, good. You're good. Just sign here. I, I would do it. I I think I would do it because, for me, it's like I I, I yeah you know, I don't have a fam like I have a family, but <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have like my own like family I've created. So like you know what,
1: I, I I think I I might I might actually go do that because it it puts into perspective like the you know last summer. Well, I should say this this past summer. We celebrated the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing. The courage that those dudes that were sitting atop of the Saturn V, I mean, that's kind of what you're talking about. That's literally, like, you would have to have the same mindset as those individuals. You're sitting, you're strapped. imagine that? You're strapped on top of a 300-foot rocket that's going to blast you off into space, and you're like, there's a very real scenario here where I could just be gone. Yeah. It, and you're just like, let's buckle in. Yeah, <laughs> let's and, do it, baby. And,
0: and that's the thing, you, you. Giddy up. One of the best, one of the best documentaries to really take this into perspective for anybody who is into space or not into space or whatever you like. It's it, it, like in the shadow of the moon yes, documentary very by good. Ron Howard is extremely beneficial to, to watch. Because it's, you literally, you talk to these guys and, and, and they, these, these guys are coming from, uh, fighter pilot backgrounds, um, and combat backgrounds that, you know, they, they've experienced, they've looked death in the face and they've been in situations where, Oh shit, I might not go home tonight. Right. And, and they, they, those are the guys that had the nerves to go do that. Like it, it, it. If somebody were to call it, it would be like any situation if somebody were to call me on the phone tomorrow and say, hey do you we want to pick you up for the mo for the Mars program or we want to pick you up for the uh, the new mission to the moon just to take people to the moon and then we'll go to Mars from there. Um, that's the same exact situation as those guys faced back in the Apollo era and they had to have the nerves to go do that. Yes, they had the background for that because they, they were picked because they had that literally they, they were they had no nerves. They, they had the ability to shut it off, focus on the mission and focus at the task that they had to do at the time. And a lot of those guys, like, you're literally on a Saturn V rocket. You're sitting on a giant ass missile.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah, it, that, that thing could
0: blow up at any second at any point in time and it thankfully worked all the way through, but those guys made it. And I think it it, it goes without saying the reason that the first moon landing was successful is because of the individuals that we had that operated that mission and executed that mission. They were well well equipped mentally to do that. Yeah. And it all comes down to that. And it's, it, it's just, it, it, thankfully we had the brains behind it and, hard every, yeah, and everything and everything. It was, they honestly, in a, in to a certain respect, they were extremely lucky because everything worked. You know, a lot of the, yeah, obviously you look at Apollo 13 stuff goes wrong, you know, stuff isn't always hunky dory. Like, okay, everything's just working fine. Um, that's the same thing. Like, that would happen if if somebody were to call any any three of us on the phone tomorrow and say, "Hey, do you want to go to the you want to go to moon the moon again? do you want to go to Mars do you want like you would have to have
1: that same mentality I yeah, know. I think it's like if you have the individuals that were in the Apollo scenario they were um of course very well equipped mechanically with all the skills possible with their military backgrounds and well many of them have military backgrounds but even if you go back all the way to John Glenn on the Mercury like some of those types of experiences must have just been insane i cannot imagine what he was thinking when he was on top of the friendship 7 yeah literally on an icbm like a modified intercontinental ballistic missile yeah and they're like let's send you into space yeah and he's like cool let's trap me in like i he had to have come across those thoughts where he's like i'm potentially going to die right now
0: and i think some of the um movies that have come out recently uh you know like first man uh really puts it into perspective the kind of risks that these guys were taking as far as you know, um, just trusting in the system, trusting in the technology at, that they had at the time, trusting in the flight directors and the um, you know the mechanics and everything that they had. Yeah. Because it, you know, you look at this, those things were rickety. Those things
1: were. You're sitting in a you know, coffee yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. You're you're in like a you're you're in t- uh, a tin can. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're in a tin can that is hopefully... Yeah. Yeah. Like hopefully, know. hopefully, you know, the cockpit is airtight. Hopefully like all these things like, I don't know, you just you, you would have, like to get back to like the whole main premise of the, the, the question that we have at hand. Would you go to the moon or would you go to the moon or do you go to Mars if somebody called you tomorrow? I it, you would you would have to have that type of nerve yeah to it would, do it. Like, it's like you know
1: the first man movie is a great example of. Um, I mean that that movie really does a good job of putting the consumer, like any everyday person in America or in the in the world per se, per se into a position where they can really understand what someone like Neil Armstrong was capable of doing mentally when he was in his Gemini mission. He was meant to dock with something. It wasn't happening. He was in an absolute spiral of despair. His craft was spiraling out of control to the point where he... Actually, to the point where his co-pilot passed out. You know, like, in the movie, it does a really good job of depicting that. And and someone like Neil Armstrong is an, an absolute asset to our country because if you did not have someone like him that mission would have failed that oh. mission would have absolutely failed his co-pilot who was an absolute genius with the the specs of the rocket the uh, the the mission plan everything Toast. he was literally Toast. passing yes. out yeah. his eyeballs were popping out of his head practically yeah. and Toast. Neil Armstrong was like the the, rock, the the craft that they're in is spinning at just ridiculous revolutions and somehow yeah. Somehow his his human will is able to write that craft, figure out what's wrong, and make it happen. And even in that the, that blows my mind.
0: In the in the pressure situation or scenario of landing in a spot that you can actually land on the moon. Yeah, this is it's use the same as an example. Like, it's the same nerve. And you had Buzz Aldrin with him. Buzz was a master of rendezvous and a, a truly like both of those guys like you honestly at the end of the day couldn't have picked two better individuals yeah to be in the in the lunar module to land that thing on the moon you on like they they hit the nail on the head as far as picking the best people for that mission in my opinion um with michael collins commanding or you know obviously flying the command module you you couldn't a better crew like you really couldn't because those like the the two guys that you know obviously like neil and buzz landing on the moon like those guys were like the best as far as a mental standpoint like they were tough as nails like, you, mm-hmm. you have to have people like that because you can't have somebody panicking like you look back and that you know the, like uh, the flight surgeon will say okay well their heart rates were 190 at the time of landing well hell yeah they were like, yeah. I mean, I would have been at like two twenty. Yeah. You know, at when you're landing, a like a rickety little tin can on the moon. Like, I mean, not to take away anything from the technology that they had at the time, and or or anything to that respect, but
1: goddamn, you gotta be, you gotta it be. A, it was a couple of special.
0: You individuals. got. Yeah, you have to be on point. Like everybody that they picked for that. All of those missions all the way up until Apollo seventeen mm-hmm. they had to be on point, like you could not have anybody that was a weak weak uh, individual to do that, but so to answer to answer the question i, I am say, too where <laughs> are we at right now? i am I am too weak to land on mars i could I could sit and watch somebody do it, but I couldn't do it myself no, I can
1: absolutely yeah. for one hundred percent certainty, and I have no issue with ego. Saying, I do not have the nerve to be no. able to do what those guys did. I don't. I just I do it. absolutely don't. I could sit. It's not I, in my. Blood. I could
0: sit in the back seat and watch them do it. Yeah. Just and hang then out. I'd go out and I'd hang around and I'd you know ride but a mountain just bike an, and hit a golf club. But
1: it's an incredible skill that those individuals had, whether it was landing on the moon or whether it's the folks that in the future will land on Mars. I think it's going to take a similar individual you talk about the the Mars 1 project that's a that's a little bit different story where you have a situation where you have folks that are maybe just everyday individuals that are like ah, I just want to go to Mars. I'm I'm going to give up everything I have here on earth and I'm going to go on a one-way mission to Mars. But if you're talking like actual skilled individuals that want to land on Mars with the full potential of coming back, you're looking for the Neil Armstrong, the, the Buzz Aldrin, the Mike Collins of Twenty twenty
2: ain't getting it here.
1: Yeah, it it and I don't have no, that. I like, absolutely don't. I I, I don't have I, that.
2: I'm the only one amongst us that have has children. There, there's just no way that we that we know of.
1: <laughs> that we know. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, there's there's just no way I would do it. Like uh,
1: once you're bound to Earth with whether it's a marriage or or with I don't have children, yeah, but I even a really, marriage. Yeah. It's it's something where it's like no I, it's, it's 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 just a, it's a very weird scenario. Yeah. Where it's like oh, D Will's
2: the only one on us that will do it. But,
0: okay, let, let's All right, strap the rocket add, to
1: let,
2: his ass. Let's, let's ask
0: this question. So you you look at the movie Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Would you
2: I've never it, missed if, depth. If I'm not gonna miss one now. Yeah. If, <laughs> what if the government? Was... You know, I got a funny story about that. Well, well, just to halt well, you a second, a sec. Uh just your dad. There was a there, once upon a time, there was a um, a blockage in their kitchen sink, and I came home. I think I, I was in college. Came home. Dad was all pissed off because there was like a, a blockage in their sink and. We had the rotor going out the front yard. Uh, It's like going out. Son of a bitch. Oh, I was going out the front of the house, out the front yard, and I'm like winding this thing to like help him out, you know, get it to to burrow into whatever the hell. I think I think mom like put a uh, a washcloth down the drain or whatever and ground it up and (laughs) blocked the line. But anyhow, like one thirty in the morning, race chase. Dad's pissed off as all hell. And I had just watched the movie, and then I said, Dad, we haven't missed a depth yet. We're not going to miss one tonight. (laughs) And that powered us through. God damn it. We we unclogged that drain. Power to it. And that's
0: why the government would choose you.
2: Yeah, that's right. Land
1: on that asteroid? Yeah, blow it it's an Armageddon it. situation. A,
0: yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good question to it's ask a, it's everybody. A, very,
1: a viable question. Ask oh, anybody
0: if it, out there. It was like, in
2: mom would, and dad's front yard. Yeah, I'd do it. But would flying you? Flying to an asteroid? No, hell
0: yeah, no. Would you? In like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the people who are into space or or who are into that, you know, almost kind of like thrill seeking, I guess you would say. But that's a bad way to sort of put it because it's, you wouldn't want to strictly do it based on thrill seeking. But, um, the people who are passionate really about it, that's really what it comes down to. If you're passionate about that and about that exploration, would you take that opportunity and go to the moon or to the, go to Mars, go to the Mars,
1: go to the Mars,
0: hashtag go to the Mars. (laughs)
1: No. Would you do it? I would I th- do it. I think I would. I think if I knew that the technology was capable of bringing me back, yeah. I would be willing to potentially risk my life yeah. to go. That, that's but that's same here. If yeah. I knew if I, if it was like a one one way mission, they're like, hey, we got the technology to go there, but we sure as hell don't have the technology to go back. I wouldn't do it.
0: Hey, folks out there, um, if you're listening, would you? Would you do it? Potentially do that? Would you? Yeah. Would, there's a lot would,
1: of there's yeah. a lot of variables involved, but would, would there? You there do are it? quite a few. Hashtag would you do it? Hashtag would I you? I wouldn't
0: go to the Mars. I bet, I bet
2: T Arthur would.
1: So so Nathan, in your scenario, if you knew that you had the tech, the, well, sorry, the government or whoever your rocket company that's building the rocket that you're gonna tra- the transit on. What, 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 that has the has the potential to get you back? Would you do it?
2: I it, it like, all changes when you have kids and when you have a wife.
1: No, I understand. I absolutely understand. Like so, so it, the the scenario is: Hey, the uh, the mission is to get to the moon, to land on the moon, to walk on the moon. And to get back, that that is the goal of the mission. See, it's not that, the goal that, of the mission to get there and not come back. That I would consider. Yeah, Mars
2: is a, a different animal because you just nobody's ever done it,
0: and it's months to get there. Yeah, many. That, that's the, yeah. That's the thing. It's it's many months to get there.
1: I don't know. It's that'd a be, scary be scenario. A tough one. It's it is an extremely tough I, scenario. Give me liquor, up I might
0: do it. I st- I still think I would do it if you sent me with a bottle of whiskey. In a case of the um, Perrin storming the gates, Area fifty one New England IPA or the ecliptic brewing beer. Yeah. The hoppy golden nail that we that just had. would you do it?
1: If you sent me with a twenty four
0: pack of ecliptic, I'd do it.
1: I think if I knew that the technology was available, if the mission was, if the if the technology was designed to get to Mars and come back, that was the mission. That was the goal. Yep. I would consider it. If the mission was to go there and that's where you're at, you're going to plant yourself on Mars and that's where you that's where you die. We're gonna I would not. I would not Man. consider it. No. If it was if it was a if it was a let's go there and come back, yes. Just well. like like with the moon, it's the same way. Like but 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 I I can completely honestly say I do not have the same nerve. That those guys had. No, I don't have it. I can completely, with full honesty, say I don't have it. And they all
2: did it with like the same circumstances as we're.
1: Yeah, they like Neil Armstrong had a wife and kids, and he's like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's 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 strap me in." I don't know how he did it. Partner, I do not understand how he did it. (sighs) Especially watching the first man mission or a first man movie, where he had a child that died, and he has an extreme commitment. To his home life on Earth, I have no idea how that man had the nerve to land a freaking tin can on the moon and come back. I I, I really I have no idea. All
0: all, all you can say is, uh, cheers. Rolled tide number no, roll <laughs> one, and uh, he's a badass.
1: Once. Like, can you imagine have, like so you mar- Okay, so you you're like in the military. Okay, you fly jets and stuff. That's pretty risky as is. And then you marry someone. You're like okay. And then you um, apply to become a uh, an astronaut. You have a couple kids, and your first child dies. And they're like, "Let's send you to the, to the moon." Like, the, I just don't understand. I, no, those guys, those guys though, like
0: to be in the mindset to pursue that as a career. They they're just wired differently. Yeah, like they they, they, well, they just, sure absolutely,
1: and, they, it, and it's a different ju- generation yeah. too. Yeah,
0: it's a different generation, and yeah. they're just they're just different people. Like they, it's they, a you've been through all you have been
2: yeah, through. It's, a, it's a different generation, but it's not because we're talking about going to Mars now.
0: Well, but it, at the same point in time, those guys had been through a lot of the astronauts that we have now haven't been through. The same situations that we right. have with, uh, you know, Neil Armstrong, Buzz, uh, you know, Michael Collins, Gene Kranz, Gene Kranz, all those guys that were or Gene firing, Cernan, sorry, Gene Cernan, or yeah, not well, Gene Kranz. Also, Gene Kranz though, just yeah, and Gene Cernan that were literally like fighter pilots who you know put themselves in risk, like harm's way, it just in our own atmosphere, and then they're like you know what? That's not enough. I, I need more. Yeah, like, I think it, it is. A, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a different, it's a different, it's a totally different mentality, yeah. totally different hardwire, where it's like, they just, they're they they all they, in. They're all in. I mean, it man.
1: requires, if you look, if you watch the first man movie, which I highly recommend, it is a very good depiction of these guys. And I think that they would, like, I, I just think it's a good movie all in all. There is a certain bit of it that they're hardware that way. But there is also, I mean, in the, the First Man movie describes it very well, uh, pictorially, that they're kind of selfish. They're, oh, actually, I'd say very. Yeah. They are, um, and, and selfish is a weird word because, of course, when you're talking selfish in the, in the means that you become the first man on the moon, the word selfish becomes diminished. You no longer are... I mean, you're the first man on the freaking moon. But in the uh, in the events that led to get him to the moon, he really... Um, I mean, I cannot imagine being his wife. No, no. Can you... I mean, like, just...
2: Check, please.
1: Insan- insanity. And it, it, it's no surprise that Neil Armstrong, later in life, you know, I mean, he had some issues. He, yeah. He, he became divorced. And, I mean, like... He was hardwired to think about his main goal, well, you which even, was to get to
0: the moon. You look at uh, a lot of these guys when they came back, and uh, they, they, they still they were infatuated with this 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 mission. Like you know, you look at Gene Cernan, like he he spent his whole life. Uh, Gemini, starting from Gemini yeah. even Edgar Mitchell like yeah. uh, all these these guys came back from the moon even Michael Collins currently like it, it's just they uh, Jim Lovell everybody still preaches on this topic like it it's just it's their life it, it's simply like their passion their life that's what they do that's what they they that's what their whole world revolves around Yeah, I I, I think
1: like whether it's generational or not, they happened to find a scenario in which they were in a relationship where that could occur. So like for Gene Cernan, for example, um, like when I was at the Kennedy Space Center last summer, I really enjoyed my experience. And one of the things I really remember from that is going to the kind of Hall of Fame. They had like a little Hall of Fame type museum of all the astronauts that have ever been really have ever really done something incredible in space and you look at um the actual physical gemini capsule you can see it in person and then you walk around the corner and you see a little plexiglass screen and they project a video onto that plexiglass plexiglass screen so you see the gemini capsule in the background and you see gene cernan spacewalking with his tether that's getting tangled around him and major issues are occurring and you you think about that? This guy strapped himself onto essentially a rocket, with the full intent to exit the top of that rocket in the middle of space with a very minuscule tether, and uh, ran, it, ran it, yeah like ran it, into some major issues. Yeah, it did not go so it well. It did not go very no. well at all. No. And and actually they play that out on the video. You're watching this plexiglass screen where. You have the, uh, the physical capsule in the background, and they have this projection of Gene Cernan scrambling. He's twisted up in his, his tether. It's an absolute mess. But he, and they learned a lot from that, though. And they, and they did. And they, that's, they, yeah. From that mission alone, they learned that they need to, uh, like, for example, something as simple as providing footholds and handholds on the exterior of a capsule. When they're going to spacewalk so they can grab onto something. Which is crazy that they didn't really fathom or think of that
0: to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you uh,
1: watch it. When I was there, I, I just remember thinking, like, how in the world did this guy find the nerve to get into that rocket and actually commit to this? Where he's like, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I'll go up on this rocket. I'll tether myself to my spacesuit. I'll exit the rocket and I'll just roll out. You know, like yeah. it just is so wild. They have the they have a specific nerve that I think is unconventional. It's it's a extremely rare human trait. And I don't I mean, I really hope that as far as humanity is concerned, there are people out there like that from Mars, but I don't know. Yeah. I I wonder if it is a generational thing where it's like I don't know. I I really I really wonder. I don't if know if they can. Yeah,
0: I I would I would think they can find people like that. To, they're gonna have to find some. I mean, if like you look at Mars, you, you look at there but. there are
1: definitely individuals on this Earth in this generation, like one. We always we kind of are inspired by the Joe Rogan podcast. He's he's talked to David Goggins. This guy is a Navy SEAL. He runs 250 mile races. That's the kind of individual, that is like, let's go. Yeah, you know he he has the willpower they're gonna to have to find somebody like that and find four five six yeah. seven eight what however many they want to send and they um, will, yeah. will.
0: Oh, that's
1: the chime it could be
0: me it's your bling, time bling. it could be me that's the Mars chime I don't think so unless I uh, write a letter and mark it with my blood and smear it and send it to Elon I
1: don't think that's gonna be the case but it's a crazy it's a crazy scenario it's to a think good, about. It's a good like, it's a good topic like, for yeah, yeah, It's a great topic. Yeah. I mean, do you like are you committed to going to Mars? It's a great question to pose to listeners or just general consumers of like anything. In the United States, in China and wherever else in the world. Moral of the story is they're gonna have to find crazy people to do this. They're gonna have to find some people that are extremely committed, that are extremely smart that are extremely dedicated and have a like insane willpower. Just like a willpower that is potentially even more so than what we saw in someone like Neil Armstrong, Gene Cernan, Buzz Aldrin. These types of individuals where they're absolutely perfectly designed yep. to be in this scenario. I think I think it's a it's a wild time to be alive. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. But with that said, I think it's a great place to wrap it up for episode 27. We can be found on all sorts of social media, at Eclipse on Tap, Twitter, Facebook nowadays. We're on Facebook more often yeah. than we are. Yeah, Instagram, um, Instagram more or less. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram, yeah. at Eclipse on Tap. And you can um, listen to us on any of the major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Stitcher, give us a you know a like or a view if you kind of like what we're doing. Yeah, or your opinion on the topic of or the month.
2: Or you're ballsy enough to go to Mars. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's
2: God bless you.
1: God bless you. And bless with that, your heart. Yeah, exactly. With that said, cheers, 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 boys. Episode twenty-seven, clunk. We'll see you on episode twenty-eight in the month of December. We'll see you. Ah, cheers. <music>